Hello and welcome everybody to the Try Lawyer podcast. This is uh, Casey Arbend. I am an attorney in Tacoma, Washington with offices in a number of other cities uh, in the state. I'm also uh, a father and father of two and husband. Um, and I also am a triathlete. I'm a four-time Ironman and uh, my most recent Ironman was in uh, Hawaii at the Ironman World Championships in Kona in 2019, which was awesome. So um, I'm here doing my new podcast, and it's really a, a lifestyle podcast about being an active individual, being uh, you know involved with your family, um, having a, a career that's that's um, you know stressful and busy and growing, um, and also uh, about the lifestyle and the balanced lifestyle associated with, you know, triathlon, but also other hobbies that, that I'm involved in. And, uh, you know, it's just been a really good thing. I got into triathlon about 10 or so years ago. I was invited to do a sprint triathlon uh, with some friends of mine, actually my, my, uh, my co-workers at my previous law firm, really good guys. And they suggested that we go do the Lake Chelan uh, Sprint Triathlon in Eastern Washington. I had never done uh, a triathlon. I had never ridden a road bike. I had never done any open water swimming, uh, but did a little bit of running in high school, ran uh, cross country a couple of years, uh, JV, freshman in JV. Um, and then that was it. And, you know, run, jogged off and on to try to keep the weight off over the years. But never thought I'd do a triathlon. And so, uh, but I was kind of intrigued and, you know, these guys were my bosses. And so I thought, well, I, I'm, I'm interested. And so um, we all did it, including my wife. And we all did a, the sprints in, I want to say it was 2012, it might have been 2011. And really, uh, it, it, it changed my life. And that sounds dramatic, but it's true. Um, it's the rush that I got from you know running the end of uh, of the of the run portion of the of the race, the the endorphin rush that I got, and then um, when I crossed the finish line, uh, it was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. Never never done any drugs in my life, but um, I gotta figure there's something similar to how you know a, a serious drug might feel uh, that just makes you feel great. I mean, just I felt um, invincible. I felt healthy. Um, I felt, uh, you know, my mind was extremely clear and maybe it was the competitive juices that, you know, I used to feel playing conventional sports, baseball, uh, basketball, that sort of thing as a kid, but whatever it was, um, I was truly hooked, uh, right away. And I, I think my wife was too. We both entered a number of sprint triathlons, um, soon thereafter. In fact, I think I did three more sprints that summer. Um, and just every time kind of felt the same. And, and then at that point, it really became part of my lifestyle to um, swim, bike and run as my main forms of exercise. Um, and, and that was good. And that was needed. At, I was in my early 30s, I was probably weighing it at about 180 or 185 pounds. I'm, I'm a little under 5'11". So I was carrying definitely some extra weight. And so um, I found that, you know, that those three things, swimming, biking, and running, really not only kind of kept the weight off, but they also developed, you know, some, some muscles. I got skinny legs. Uh, I mean, my, 
my legs a little stronger looking. Um, and then for swimming, you know, it's nice to good, great workout for your, for your upper body. Um, and so just started to feel great. Uh, the more I did it, the better I felt, um, loved the training, loved the, the solitude in many ways, the, the, the long, you know, the, the long runs, um, the long bike rides. Um, I do a lot of most, almost all of my training for, for cycling is, is indoors. Um, I'm, I'm mostly just kind of scared of getting killed out on the roads. And I'll talk a little bit about why that fear and some of the close calls I've had has really motivated my personal injury practice and what I do as a lawyer, um, helping people who've been injured by, you know, reckless and negligent drivers out on the road. Um, but I do most of my training indoors. Um, I ride the Peloton is a big part of my training. And then I have a trainer and we'll do Zwift and, and that sort of thing for, for hours on end. I, I really enjoy it. Don't always want to get on the, the trainer for a three hour bike ride at 5am on a Saturday, but fairly frequently, uh, actually look forward to it and then enjoy it. Um, while I'm riding, I like to watch movies, uh, TV shows and movies. I find that I'm not really a big action movie guy generally, but I watch a lot of action movies and it seems to pass the time the best. So, um, love, love swimming, biking and running and have been hooked. Uh, like I say, for about 10 years after that first summer, I, I, the next summer I, uh, trained to do an Olympic triathlon and did that. And then a few sprints again. And then the next year, um, wanted to do a half Ironman, did, um, my first half Ironman, the, what is no longer, uh, a race that no longer exists, but it was the, uh, Lake Stevens 70.3 half Ironman and, uh, loved that experience. I think kind of realized that the longer races, uh, I'm suited a little bit better for, I, I enjoy the, the pacing and tempo of those longer races and, um, so that led to another half Ironman and then eventually a full Ironman. I did a full Ironman in Canada. Um, I've, done, I've done that race twice before, when it was in Whistler. And, um, you know, the first time was very much the, the sort of typical first Ironman experience. Had no real expectation of any kind of great time. Just really wanted to get through it and, and feel good at the finish line. So did that race and then um, did Ironman Arizona, which was awesome, really picked up my speed there. It's a fast course and I uh, really enjoyed the, the crowd support at that race. Um, hated the swim. <laughs> Might be a story for a, for a different day. And a lot of it was my own fault, but I had a, had a terrible swim, had a, what I, at the time, and maybe still to this day, a great bike ride, um, and then a, a pretty good marathon. Um, and then I uh, did Ironman Canada the second time. That was my third Ironman. And, uh, it was a weird day because a lot of things went really wrong, um, but then a lot of things went really right and uh, managed to uh, qualify for the Ironman World Championships in Kona and uh, raced that in November of, um, maybe it was October of 2019, and that was something else. So that was a true, um, a true highlight of, of being in, in the try sort of life. Uh, I get a lot of, my friends make a lot of fun of the tri-life, but um, mostly because I think they think all I wear is spandex. But um, that was, that was awesome. And if I, if I was, if I wasn't already addicted to all things triathlon and Ironman at that point, 
um, I became certainly a full-fledged uh, addict after after racing in Kona and uh, seeing the it's like the Super Bowl of triathlon for sure. Pros everywhere, the helicopters buzzing over you, and so um, I all I want to do is is race uh, in my free time, which I don't have a ton of, but. Um, you know, then 2020 hit and all races were canceled. And so I've uh, basically been training for, for races that keep getting canceled uh, now for about um, a year and a half. And finally, I uh, have one coming up here on the calendar. going to do Ironman Coeur d'Alene on June 27th, 2021. Assuming all goes well, I think, I think I'm in good shape given that Coeur d'Alene is um, in Idaho and Idaho's... Uh, numbers, I think, of COVID are under control generally in their policies uh, and they're opening, uh, they're opening more stuff. Um, so that's, that's a positive. So I'm extremely excited about that. I've got two wonderful kids. They're five and six years old. Um, they're really getting into sports. Um, I'm just, just so proud of them. Um, love watching them. They've got great attitudes. Uh, you know, quality time with them is, is, is my favorite thing, um, really above all else. And Quality time for me means uh, cell phones are not in the picture, and it's really hard to do. Uh, it's one of my biggest struggles. My wife Annie and I talk about it all the time. How important it is to you know limit the screen time and not be absentee parents who are glued to their cell phones. But she's a lawyer also, and you know we have a um, great relationship, and we both. Uh, uh, however, are, are really into our jobs, and she uh, runs a, her own estate planning practice, probates, and she's extremely busy. She's extremely organized, and along with that, uh, you know, she's very communicative with her clients, and they, they love her, um, and they love her because of that. At the same time, we find that it's uh, really a challenge to put the phones away um, and be totally committed to our kids when we're when we're with them, and. Um, I, that's a struggle for me, for sure. I'm not as organized. I try to be communicative, communicative with my clients. I, I text a lot of my clients um, just to kind of make sure that they feel that their, their needs are being taken care of, that I'm accessible, and, and that's a great thing. And I would, I would argue that, that texting with clients has really been a game changer in terms of their understanding of, of how much behind-the-scenes work is going on on their cases and, and just their need to be communicated with and, and that's important and totally reasonable um, but with the with the busy lifestyle and then um, the, the busy uh, work life uh, as a lawyer um, you know to have that quality time with your kids you really do need to be able to put that that um, the phone away and, and really not even think about what you know messages or what's on the calendar um, and, and, and really focus so that's been a challenge, but a blessing, absolutely, to be able to, you know, really try to grasp and, and hold on tight to the special time that we're having with our kids that are, like I say, five and six years old and uh, just full of life and, and spirit. We're taking them to Disney World. I can't wait. Um, we're we're going to do that trip soon. Um, and uh, that should be really fun. And, you know, people talk about the magic of, of Disney. And I'll admit I was a bit of a skeptic. Um, having taken my kids now once to Disneyland a couple years ago and seen uh, just how much fun they had. And, and truly, the magic is what everybody says. Um, and, and you really don't, can't really understand it until you see it um, in your own kids. And uh, it's really special. So we're going to do that. And I'm going to be very phone-free during that time. 
and uh, really, really take in all that quality time with the kiddos. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I uh, became a lawyer in 2008, and I did 10 years um, at, a, at a local law firm uh, in Tacoma, and uh, worked my way up, made partner. I worked with really great guys, really great lawyers, and um, they're the guys that got me into triathlon, and, and we all trained together for a lot of years. Uh, a couple years ago, I left that firm, uh, and that was really just to challenge myself, uh, get out of my comfort zone, and, and, and do something, um, something new. I joined Puget Law Group, um, which at that time was, was really a, a, a one-man-owned firm. My partner, Dan Garrell, started... Puget Law Group, and at that point, he had a couple of associates. Um, we, I, he promoted uh, one of them, Nicholas Andrews, uh, and, and then hired me. We, three of us became partners, owners of Puget Law Group at that point, and then we uh, pretty soon thereafter added Jared Osserer, who's my, other, my fourth partner, uh, and then we've added two more partners, uh, Phil Sue and Gina Buskirk, um, and so... We're, we're a team of, of uh, attorneys. We, you know, and I'm jumping ahead here, but what I was going to say is that when I started at my old firm, uh, my first couple of years, it was almost all um, criminal defense work. Um, and I'd, I'd been a prosecutor very briefly, both in Snohomish County and Pierce County before that. Um, but I did a couple of years of, of basically nothing but criminal defense work, a lot of DUIs, a lot of um, you know, misdemeanor defense, and, and then that evolved into more felony work. And after two or three years, I, I really became interested in personal injury work. Um, I did both sides. I've defended um, people being sued. I've been on the plaintiff's side. And that has really been my passion as the years have gone by. And while I do a lot of, I still do about 50% criminal work, uh, a number of felony cases and misdemeanors, and, and it really keeps you in the courtroom and allows me to try uh, four or five cases a year. The, the personal injury work is, is really my passion. And so um, that side of, of Puget Law Group is called the Cascade Justice Center, um, which is what I am the head of. And that's um, a personal injury firm in Tacoma. And um, that's primarily where my efforts lie at the moment. And my hope is actually by 2022, that I am uh, not really taking um, criminal cases anymore, maybe with a few exceptions, a, a serious felony, a murder case, or a serious federal case, uh, but I'm doing primarily um, personal injury work, and uh, I have goals with, with that. Uh, the growth of our firm, we made the Inc. 5000 list last year, and uh, we're the fourth fastest growing company in the Puget Sound region here in Western Washington, uh, which was great. And uh, we're really an ambitious group. We're up to, so we've got six, uh, six partners, nine lawyers, six of us are former prosecutors. And our focus really um, as a firm uh, is in DUI defense, criminal defense, and then personal injury work, which like I say, is, is really my, my baby. So, you know, the question that I get all the time is, you know, how do you balance all of this? How do you balance training for Ironmans, uh, being a president, husband, and father, and, and also being a lawyer in a, in a practice that's growing uh, exponentially? And uh, it's funny because the, the question is, is kind of the answer. Um, how do you do all that stuff? Well, 
I do it because I do all that stuff. And um, I don't think I'd be able to be uh, as emotionally and mentally present uh, with my family uh, if I didn't do uh, the triathlon, if I didn't do the training, I didn't do the exercise, I didn't get that quality time kind of mentally for myself. Um, and the same goes for, for work. I mean, how do, you, how do you try a case in front of a jury and go through the, the pressures and the stress of something like that um, without having the love and support of a family and also the um, mental and physical um, strength associated with doing things like Ironmans and triathlon? It really all kind of works together, I, I think. And, and, you know, and it's like that old saying, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. And um, my wife is the ultimate early riser, um, works hard all day, kind of just, like I say, so organized. That's not my strength, but I find that if I get up early, I almost always will swim or run, and, you know, get up at 5 or 5.30, swim, run, um, and then, you know, work. Um, I'm not a big lunch guy. In fact, I, <laughs> I hate being invited to lunch. Uh, lunch to me is a snack at most. Uh, usually it's a second workout and, um, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, quick shower, back to work. And I find that um, by not eating lunch and by exercising at that time, you really have far more productive afternoons and early evenings than folks uh, who, who do things differently. Um, I did it when I first started as a lawyer. I, you know, that was just the, what I thought was what you did. You go have lunch and having a big sandwich or a hot, whatever, a hamburger or something uh, <laughs> led to a lot of sleepy hours at the desk in the afternoon where almost nothing really got done. Uh, and it wasn't until I gave that up and started exercising at the lunch hour that I realized how much you can really accomplish um, in the hours that you're in the office if, if you do that instead. And so that time is, is really valuable to me um, and really leads to um, a successful lifestyle, I believe, in terms of just overall health and mental health and energy and productivity. So that's uh, a little bit about me and, and this podcast. Um, I am, I've got a million war stories about lawyers and uh, trials and cases I've got uh, great uh, stories about triathlon and the Ironman, the Ironman World Championships, and the Ironman World Championship, and the lessons I've learned both in training and competing in those races. And as a as a father uh, and, a, and a husband who really uh, desires and, and constantly reflects on how lucky I am, and how privileged I am to have uh, what I have, and that things are going so well. Um, I like talking about it. And so that's really the purpose of, of this podcast is to talk about those things and to talk about the, the mantras that I prescribe to, um, which are pretty straightforward. Um, you know, without uh, infringing on anybody's copyright, you know, the, the Iron Man uh, phrase is anything is possible. And I truly believe that. I've seen it. Um, things in life, but things in business and in sports uh, that I never believed to be possible. Like for me, for running, running a sub four marathon, sub four hour marathon, I would have never thought to be possible. And I certainly wouldn't have ever believed that I could do something like that after um, swimming 2.4 miles and biking 112. 
Um, and yet I've done it a couple of times and pretty easily um, in terms of finishing and feeling strong throughout the, the run. And, th and that just shows that with, with training and attitude, um, you really can do anything. Um, I, there's also a line that always ends up in my head when I'm in my, going through my toughest training or during the toughest portions of a race. Uh, and it's from The Office. Uh, I don't know who watches The Office. Um, most people, most people I associate with, that's kind of our go-to comedy. And it really is probably my, I mean, Seinfeld um, was, was my first true, true comedy. Um, but The Office uh, really became my favorite over the last 15 years or so. And there's the, the famous episode of Dwight's speech when Dwight uh, gives his speech and, and Jim tells him to avoid humor because he's not really a funny guy, but that the greatest speeches throughout history were by, you know, dictators and talking about power. Well, anyway, so he ends up, you know, uh, Dwight emulates a number of uh, Mussolini's speeches and he stands up when he's given his speech and he says, it is a privilege to fight. And that is a mantra that always ends up in my head when I'm in the toughest positions. It is a privilege to fight. And I take that because, you know, so many people live lives, I believe, that, that where they're, for whatever reason, circumstance, attitude, um, limitations, what have you, they never live life to the fullest. And to me, that is the privilege. The privilege to be able to put your body to the test, to put your mental energy and, 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 and mental strength to the test, that is the, that is the privilege. That is, um, that is what life is about. And so Ironman and, and triathlon has really brought that out in me and that understanding and, and it fills me with gratitude um, about all the, all the gifts that, that, I, that I am blessed with. Um, you know, a great career, a great family. Um, and the ability to do other stuff. And so that, that, those two things, anything is possible um, and it is a privilege to fight are, are the two sort of sayings that I, that I sort of live by. I don't let my kids say any sentence that starts with, I can't, I don't wanna hear that ever. Um, you, you, you truly can do anything um, you put your mind to and that's another movie line that's from uh, Back to the Future. So, um, it's, it's just really true, and I want my kids to live that way. My wife, I know, lives that way, and it's inspiring every day. Um, and so those are, the, those are the principles by which I live by. And so this podcast is intended to explore a lot of that and also talk about the, the law and um, you know, some of the cases that I've been involved in and the lessons that I've taken from that. So I want to thank you all for listening to the first podcast. Um, I, my plan is to do these weekly, and I'll probably build up a little queue here uh, over the next few weeks so that I can I can uh, release them weekly. But it's part of at my at my office at Puget Law Group. We have um, requirements. They're called uh, key performance indicators or KPIs, and every lawyer uh, and every staff member is required um, to uh, to complete their KPIs every week and every month. And that includes the owners like myself. And I'm actually really excited about it. One of my KPIs is a podcast a week. And my firm and, and all of us have different podcasts. We've got the 1-800-BEAT-DUI podcast. Um, my partner, Phil Sue runs the Ticket Daddy podcast in, in an area of his practice, which is helping folks who've been uh, cited with infractions and that sort of thing. 
Um, I've got this podcast, the Try Lawyer podcast, um, and um, there's also more to come in that regard. The Puget Law Group uh, general podcast, and um, you know we will explore a lot of different things associated with criminal law and DUIs and um, and personal injury law, which is where I'll focus. So. Um, Without uh, anything further, uh, I'm, I'm going to say goodbye and say thank you for listening to this first episode. Uh, more to come. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.